Donald Trump is the diabolical left's greatest dilemma. I will prove that in this special edition of Hidden Headlines, Faith, Family, Freedom. I'm Brian Sussman. Thanks for joining me in this special edition. More on me at briansussman.com. Well, prominent evangelical leaders have just released a statement urging pro-life evangelicals to vote for Joe Biden. So you have prominent Christians urging other Christians to vote for Joe Biden, who has always been pro-abortion and has always been for organizations and forces of darkness that have been opposed to evangelical Christianity. Now, who is on this particular statement? You, you may have heard of some of these folks, but maybe not. Uh, one is the board chair emeritus of a publication known as Christianity Today. It's very well read. His name is John Huffman. You also have a best-selling author of a book called Celebration of Discipleship. His name is Richard Foster. You have Billy Graham's granddaughter, who also signed this, as well as a guy who's involved with an otherwise great organization called InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and quite a few others, including former presidents and current presidents of various Christian universities. So I'm going to get to their statement in just a moment. Folks, there is so much at stake in this election, and there is blatant deception going on. If I could get spiritual for just a moment, I mean, this is demonic. That's why I'm entitling this Donald Trump, the diabolical left's greatest dilemma. Now, this is, this is not to meant, meant to be an expose on the false doctrine within the Christian church. No, not at all. But I'm reminded of a Bible verse, if I can just go there for a moment, from the book of Romans, it's in the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 22, which says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Now, folks, there are so many who have been suckered into well, I'm a Christian and I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because, oh, you'll, you'll hear the, the argument in just a moment from these people. But it's as if some of these Christians are so open-minded that they become a trash can. Take off the lid of a trash can, there's a big wide opening, dump it in. Here's the statement from these Christians. Quote, as pro-life evangelicals, We disagree with Vice President Biden and the Democratic platform on the issue of abortion. But we believe that a biblically shaped commitment to the sanctity of human life compels us to a consistent ethic of life that affirms the sanctity of human life from beginning to end. Poverty, lack of health care, Racism and climate change all kill persons created in the image of God. They are all pro-life issues. That's the statement. 
So what they're saying is, as I read it, and we're Christians, we don't agree with Joe and the Democrats on the issue of abortion, but, but because we're open-minded, it's okay to kill a baby in the womb because, you know, we need to make sure that people are taken care of after with health care and welfare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What they're saying is the Democrat Party's concern for people after they are born is more important than their conviction about abortion, I guess. You know, this is so crafty. It's so slimy. And I should just remind these Christians, this is the way the devil spoke to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Let me go there for just a moment. Chapter 2, book of Genesis, verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said to him then, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So he gives the one command, hey, eat from anything, anything. But uh, there's that tree right over there. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you eat of that, you will certainly die. Now, about you, Adam, you need a helper. Let me create Eve. So now we go to the next chapter, verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1. The serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now, obviously, Eve had had a conversation with Adam about the garden and what tree not to eat. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For if you eat of it, you will die. So again, we go back to the Bible and Satan, in the form of a serpent, says to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And again, (laughs) the woman says to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. Well, that's not, by the way, what I heard God tell Adam, but she's obviously twisted things around. She's being tempted and enticed by this serpent, and here's what the serpent then says to Eve. This is like how the Democrats talk to us in these press conferences. It's like how these evangelicals talk to us in that statement they put out. Oh, verse 4, chapter 3, verse 4. You will certainly not die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So the entire everything God said to Adam has now been twisted around. And it sounds so simple. And it sounds so easy. And it's so tempting. Can I tell you something? Those evangelicals have learned these tactics from the Democrats. These Democrats learned these tactics from the communists. The communists learned these tactics from Karl Marx. Karl Marx learned these tactics from George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. 
In fact, in college, Marx was part of a society called the Young Hegelians. And I should just add, the Young Hegelians had a goal to liquidate Christianity. Hegel called this dialectics. Dialectics, in a nutshell, is take simple language and twist it around to make it very confusing, but sound really good at the same time. That's how you can sell your ideas. You confuse these useful idiots who came up with the term useful idiots. Vladimir Lenin, he was, also, he was a d- disciple of Karl Marx. Karl Marx, a disciple of Hegel. So now let's go back to this statement from these Christians. Okay, we'll go back to the statement and we'll read it. As pro-life evangelicals, we disagree with Vice President Biden and the Democrat platform on the issue of abortion. But we believe, dialectics, that a biblically shaped commitment to the sanctity of human life compels us to a consistent ethic of life that affirms the sanctity of human life from beginning to end. And now they have a bunch of Christians going, yeah, well, of course, yeah, I believe that too. Absolutely. Poverty, lack of health care, racism, climate change, all kill persons created in the image of God. They're all pro-life issues. Oh, of course they are. Yes. Useful idiots. This reminds me of the blowout Nancy Pelosi had in San Francisco. Of course, I'm putting this podcast together in San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi goes to this hair salon during COVID. The hair salon's not even supposed to be open. Oh, she forgot. She's not wearing a mask in the hair salon. Oh, well. She gets the blowout. And then she's busted on camera. And here's what she said during her press conference, maybe the next day, two days after. She said this. I take responsibility for trusting the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been over the years going to many times And then when they said we were able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can and we can set up the time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. Oh, Nancy was set up. Did you hear? She was set up. She was set up. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. Oh, it it all sounds so logical, doesn't it? It's insane. But to the ears of the useful idiot, well, of course, she was set up, yes. Here's a woman who was set up by a salon owner, and she runs the House of Representatives? Oh, no, it's fine. Nancy was set up. Now, back to those Christians who signed that statement. I guess they're they're swooning over the way the, the left takes care of poverty. I'm going to give you a quote from Benjamin Franklin in just a few minutes. You want to solve poverty? Give people a job. Give them a job. Under Donald Trump, the the economy was roaring. People in these minority ethnic communities were getting jobs. You know, you want to build up somebody's self-esteem, give them a job. And once they get a job, it's like, this feels good. You know what? I'm not making enough money right now. I got to find a way to get a better job. That's how it works. I mean, look at folks. Okay. Oh, but we're a racist nation, aren't we? I guess that's what these, these Christians are thinking as well. We're a racist nation. We want to destroy racism. Well, I want to destroy it as well. I want to destroy it and pull it out by the roots. 
The definition of racism, if you look at the Democrat Party, is lying to people year after year after year after year as you misappropriate money raised in their name. Racism is, racism is distracting people from advancing by constantly reminding them they're victims. Keep them undereducated. Keep them dumb. Give them some handouts. Oh, forget fathers in the family. Just let the women have as many babies as they want. Guess what? We'll take care of all of them. As many kids as possible. We've raised without a dad in the house. Yeah, that's what we want. God almighty. Racism. Oh, we're a racist nation. We are a racist nation. Black lives matter. Well, of course black lives matter. All lives matter. We're all made in the image of God. Strip away our skin and we all look alike. Oh, by the way, should I just remind the Democrats who all call us racists, racist nation, we elected a black man as president twice? <laughs> the Democrat Party is a racist machine. I mean, look at the, the epic failures in, in Detroit and Chicago and Baltimore and St. Louis. Just go right on down the line. This is organized evil and we're perpetuating it? Gosh. Okay, I'm reminded of this statement. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. The way these evangelicals, I guess, who signed the statement see the world is, no, 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 no. Seek, seek all the things that the Democrat Party can provide for you. And then the kingdom of God will be added unto you. Gosh, you know, folks, this is guilt. This is a guilt-inducing misapplication of faith. And it doesn't work for me. And I know it doesn't work for you. There's a guy that I really admire. His name is Mario Murillo. Mario, M-U-R-I-L-L-O. You can look him up online. He's an evangelist. Uh, he's based here in California. He has a blog, and every day he's just putting together some really, really insightful stuff regarding, for example, the coming election and the state of America. But in terms of poverty, he asked this question, have you ever wondered why Jesus didn't just keep multiplying the loaves and the fishes until hunger was wiped out in Israel. He did not do that because he was trying to teach dependency on God, not on handouts. It's the same reason the manna stopped when the children of Israel entered the promised land. He goes on to say, Jesus wanted the poor to see God the Father as their source. He wanted them to see why the birds are fed and the flowers are clothed so beautifully. When anyone walks in dependence on the Lord, it not only protects them from government dependency, it drives them to excel, to trust and to believe that hard work, righteously pursued, leads to freedom and self-respect. Now here's that quote from Benjamin Franklin I told you I was going to get to. Benjamin Franklin said, and again, I'm reading from Mario Murillo's newsletter, his blog. Benjamin Franklin said this, I am doing good to the poor, but I think the best way of doing good to the poor is not making them easy in poverty, but leading or driving them out of it. I observed that the more public provisions were made for the poor, 
the less they provided for themselves and, of course, became poorer. And, on the contrary, the less was done for them, the more they did for themselves and became richer. You see, in signing that statement, these evangelicals want you to vote for those who have always enslaved the poor. Donald Trump is building an economy that's colorblind. Donald Trump wants to replace the food stamp with a paycheck. But instead, these Christian leaders obviously prefer the deep, dark hole of democratic socialism. So again, getting back to what those evangelicals said, as pro-life evangelicals, we disagree with Vice President Biden and the Democrat platform on the issue of abortion. But that's dialectics. But that's dialectics. They disagree with Joe Biden on the dismemberment. Let's just say it like it is of infants. They disagree with killing a newborn that survived an abortion because that's where they want to go. Oh, how noble, how Christian. They disagree, but, but, but who, who, gosh. You know, going back to Mario Murillo's statement here before I lose my mind, Jesus called the leaders of his day, this is his newsletter, Mario Murillo, Jesus called the leaders of his day blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. That's in Matthew 23, 24. These leaders who signed that statement, they are blind guides who strain at the gnat of Donald Trump's temperament and swallow the camel of Planned Parenthood, which, by the way, since 1973 have murdered almost 60 million babies, 60 million babies. Now, let's continue and talk about those Christians who don't like Donald Trump because of his character. So when we talk about the character issues and Donald Trump, obviously we're talking about his, his past. Uh, the divorces, the rough language of the present, uh, his arrogance. Uh, yes, he comes off arrogant. I'm not going to deny that. His former stance on moral issues like abortion. Uh, it's interesting. I have a very good buddy, one of the wisest guys that I know. He's not a wise guy. You know, he's not a wise guy, but he's just a very wise man. And he said, if I needed brain surgery... I really wouldn't be concerned about the character of the brain surgeon. I just want a guy who is a really, really good brain surgeon. And so it is with people who have started companies and run companies. Do you run the company well? As long as you're not doing anything illegal behind the scenes, you know, <laughs> your, 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 your company is critical. It employs lots and lots of people. Your stock is a prominent one on the New York Stock Exchange. A lot of people are invested in it. You just keep doing your job. I'm not so sure I care about all that other stuff. Do you see what I'm going? where I'm going with this? But I, I will mention this about Donald Trump. Some of that stuff, especially his position on pro-life, 
prior to 2016. I did not see a pro-life guy in that of Donald Trump. He was talking that way on the campaign trail, but listen, I live in California. I've explained this before here on the on the podcast. I live in California. My vote for a national candidate doesn't really count. Ben Carson was on the ballot. I voted for Ben Carson. When Trump won, I was thrilled. I was spending the evening with my morning radio hosts, uh, Katie and Sherry. We were at Michael Savage's place. It was a great night. And Michael Savage, of course, the syndicated talk show host that I used to fill in for. It was a great night. And then soon after my prayers were answered, Donald Trump backed up his pre-election promises on being pro-life. Big time. Being pro-family. Yes. Pro-Israel. Yes. I mean, he moved our embassy to Jerusalem. The left didn't want that to happen. The Democrats didn't want that to happen. They were claiming we'd get into some kind of war or something. He was anti-radical Islam. He was pro-economy, pro-conservative justices, etc. I mean, it's been a beautiful thing for the past four years. So for those Christians who have a problem with Trump, let me just go back to what Mario Murillo said. Trump is not our pastor. Don't ask him to do the job of the church. He is the wrecking ball sent to destroy those ideas that promote hatred for God, Israel, you, and your children. To which I say, amen, 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 and amen. Now, continuing with Murillo, here are some things to remember. The Democrat-controlled House voted to remove the phrase, so help me God, from the oath taken by those sworn in to testify. Did, did you know that, friends? Did you know that Nancy Pelosi's House of Representatives voted to move the phrase, so help me God, from the oath taken by those sworn in to testify? Did you know that? No, you didn't, because not even Fox News will talk about that stuff. Did you know that New York, run by Democrats, legalized killing an unborn child right up to the moment of birth? God, I want to start crying. Did you know that Kamala Harris said she would abolish all private health insurance? If, if, if Biden becomes president, that's one of their goals. If they can get the Senate, that's one of their goals. Abolish all private health insurance. Now, according to Kaiser Permanente, they're an insurance company, that would wipe out coverage for 49% of Americans not to mention throwing a half a million people out of work. Oh, by the way, Harris also, I, listen, I know this woman. I've been watching her career here in California. Oh, gosh, the stories I could tell, but I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy. I, seriously, the stories I could tell, but I'm sworn to secrecy. But I can tell you this. Willie Brown, who was once mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, who was the speaker of the assembly in Sacramento, he writes a column for the San Francisco Chronicle, and not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, he did say when he was dating Kamala Harris, he opened the door for her, her political future. Folks, she's a machine candidate. She'll do whatever it takes. Can I tell you something? She hates your God-given right to defend yourself and would make gun control read gun confiscation, the law of the land. 
leaving an unarmed populace at the mercy of criminals and an all-powerful government. May I just add, what is the role of government? The role of government is the same. It's the same as in the Old Testament. Government was created to keep people safe. Government is to keep us safe. That's what it's supposed to do. Just keep us safe. Not to do things like take away our guns. Going back to Murillo for just a moment. The enemy doesn't want you to see the disaster that is right now at our door. Satan is using deceived Christians to fixate on Trump's past so he can destroy your children's future. Folks, your children's future is far more important than Trump's past. Satan is using deceived Christians to fixate on Trump's past so he, Satan, can destroy your children's future. The demonic engine that drives the left. I totally agree with this, folks. And some of you who are not necessarily spiritual people would likely say the same thing. The demonic engine that drives the left. Oh, my God. Just look at the eyes of George Soros. Hides the socialist world they want for your children and grandchildren. By by the way, what is the goal of socialism? Communism. Who said that? Vladimir Lenin. The goal of socialism is communism. What does communism do when it can't get its way? It kills. Oh, you need to be re-educated, Brian Sussman, because of the things you've said in the past and you just won't retract those statements. We'll re-educate you. Oh, you can't be re-educated? Well, that's a waste of our money. We'll just kill you. Kind of like what they do in China. Good. Here's how George Soros, the George Soros Christians, I should say, turn lies into truth. They, they call in experts. We'll bring in experts. We've got our experts. You see, you speak your lie with a straight face, devoid of facts, You drop the God card to command the audience to believe you. Well, I'm a pastor. Well, I'm president of this university. Well, I'm with this big-time publication. Well, I'm the granddaughter of Billy Graham. Let's talk about what these evangelicals who signed this statement are really for. What they're really for. Because if, if they're voting for Biden and Kamala... Here's what they want. They want to raise taxes, income taxes, capital gains taxes, taxes on inheritance. They are voting to push the envelope on gender, on sexuality, on the war on the traditional family. They are voting to keep the poor poor and therefore maintain a voting block for the Democrats and have an underclass that is undereducated and therefore more easily to control. Of course, they're also voting to take abortion at the next level, like after birth. But for whatever reason, it doesn't bother them. They are voting for a party that wants to continue to scare people and destroy our economy with this global warming hoax that I've written two books about. They're voting for defunding the police. They're voting for turning a blind eye to the violence of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, 
which, of course, Joe Biden says is just, what did he say? It's a concept. It's an idea. <laughs> Jeez. More dialectics, friends. They're voting to defund our military. They're voting to put back in place military regulations that will allow ISIS to regroup and flourish. They're voting to bring back the sweetheart deals that China has lost under Donald Trump. They're voting to tear down the walls that have been built on our southern borders, which, by the way, are stopping child traffickers from coming to this country, stopping the flow of drugs. Not 100 percent, but it's helping. And they're voting to attack the Second Amendment. And can I tell you something? Speaking of the left, the diabolical left that sees Trump as their greatest dilemma These bastards will continue to slowly but surely allow the muzzle to be placed on authentic Christian speech. That's what these signers are going for. Because at the end of the day, what did I say was the goal of Karl Marx with the young Hegelians? Liquidate Christianity. Folks, some things never change. Some things never change. God help the United States of America. Bless the United States of America. And my friends, God bless you. Thanks for listening to Hidden Headlines. Faith, family, freedom. I'm Brian Sussman. More on me at briansussman.com. Thanks for listening.